0: So this summer, I decided to do something crazy. I decided to work one day a week. That's right. I wanted to have a one-day work week for the entire summer. And what I thought I would do in this episode, now that the summer is coming to a close and I just sent my kids off to school as of taping this episode, I wanted to break down why I moved to a one-day work week this summer, how I pulled it off and then what were the results, both good and bad, because there were both good and bad results, and I wanna break those down for you and also squeeze in a little bit of a Cochran family update since many of you have asked and uh, let you in on what's going on right now in life and business, but I think this will be interesting for you as many of you are trying to continue to become more efficient in your business, so I wanna break it down for you in a little case study. Let's discuss. Welcome to episode 121 of the Graham Cochran Show, where I'm here to help you build your online business, work less, and live and give more. I'm your host, Graham Cochran. Pumped to hang out with you today. We got a lot to talk about today. I got a lot to update you on. If you're watching on YouTube, it's looking a little different around here. I'll update you on all of that. Uh, but first, we are gonna be talking about a one-day work week. And if you haven't guessed already, the only way you can have a one-day work week is if you don't get paid by the hour. (laughs) You don't get paid by servicing clients. You have to get paid in a passive income way. You have to have some mechanism to create passive income, which is part of how this works. You know I'm all about you working less, but the way you do that is you automate more of your income earning in your business. So what I want to give you is a free passive income workshop. If you want to know the inner workings of it, there are four components to building passive income. And in this free workshop, I walk you through all four. I give you some templates and scripts on how to get going. I give you the tools, the strategies. It's a it's an intense 45-minute training that's very practical that you can literally go make money off of, and it's free. With the goal of this workshop is once you go through it and apply it is that you will learn how to earn $1,000, your first $1,000 a month of passive income in just 30 minutes a day, okay? Super doable. So many of my students are doing it, and really that's That's a beginning for you because you can do a lot more than that, but that's a doable, achievable result. So if you want to access this free passive income workshop and begin earning your first thousand bucks a month automatically, just go to grahamcochran.com slash workshop. It's free. It's on demand. Just click it, enter your email, watch it. Okay. Grahamcochran.com slash workshop. Okay. So what I want to do in the episode is update you on the past few months Um, it's, it's been a whirlwind for the Cochrane home. So I want to start with the, why the one day work week, because that will update you on a lot of what's going on in my life and in the Cochrane home. And then we'll break down how to pull it off, what the results were in a little case study fashion. Okay. So number one, why a one day work week and why did I do it for this summer? Primarily it's because I knew that this summer would be bonkers. Okay. Um, And then along with that, as my kids have gotten older and my business has become more efficient, I used to in the summer when the kids are home from school, you know, we had a nanny. We had someone to hang out with the girls two days a week, the two days that my wife was working, and then she would hang out with them the rest of the week and I would, you know, work throughout the week. So my work weeks were always the same in the summer. Um, My wife works two days a week on her business, but the only change was in the summer, then we had to hire help for those two days a week that my wife was working. Uh, And that worked great. And they would would go do fun stuff, go to theme parks, go roller skating, you know, go to the aquarium. They'd have a lot of fun um, with their nanny during the summer. But as they've gotten older, and as I've gotten more efficient in my business, I've wanted to kind of remove that aspect of the summer. So like the last two summers, we had help for one day a week. And this summer, I just wanted to make it that my kids didn't have to hang out with anybody but us this summer. So I decided to move my entire work week into one day, Wednesdays. I call it my Wednesday work day. That was the only day I worked. It was on Wednesdays this summer. Um, so my wife works Tuesdays and Thursdays. And so she's home Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. And I usually work Mondays and Wednesdays and a little bit on Fridays at times, depending on the season. And I decided to collapse it all into Wednesdays so that I'm home Tuesday and Thursday when my wife's not. And I'm also home on Monday when my wife is, and on Friday when my wife is. So we'd have four-day weekends together as a family: Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, where we could all do fun stuff or travel or do mini trips. And then on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I would hang out with the girls. And on Wednesdays, Shay would hang out with the girls. So either way, every day of the week, my kids would have a parent with them. And then four days out of the week, we would all be together, which is awesome. So that was a big why, is I just wanted to be with my kids. Um, Related to that was we've been building a house for the last year plus. It's really been a year and a half process of finding the builder, buying the lot, and then once we closed on the lot, being able to start demo of the existing structure that was like a half-built house, not even half-built house, Um, and then it's been being built this whole last year, and we just have been able to move in, which is exciting. But I knew that this summer was going to be bonkers because we were going to be at the house a lot, making final decisions. We were going to be getting ready to move from our existing house, and a lot of that process has been just eliminating all the junk that we've accumulated. You know, the secret to moving is get rid of all your crap so that when you go to move, there's not anything to move, right? So we try to do as much of that as we possibly could, Um, So I knew it'd be crazy, and so I just wanted to have as much time as possible to be able to dedicate to paperwork, phone calls, dealing with all kinds of stuff that goes into moving, right? Um, Because that's life, and I didn't want to squeeze it into the weekend, so that was a big part of it as well. So that's the why. Spend time with my kids, and we've been moving, which is huge. Um, Related to that, another update, another reason why is as some of you know, I wrote a book. I've been writing a book, I guess you could say. Uh, one of my dreams has been to become an author and be, do more speaking engagements. I've done some public speaking, but I want to do a lot more. Um, I want to write books that really impact people the way books have impacted me. I think my biggest growth has come from reading books. I've had some good coaching and mentorship, but it's amazing what a $20 book can do in your life. And so I can think of certain books and certain authors where I remember reading that book, taking action from the book, not everything, just implementing one, two, three things or having a mindset shift that has led to so much growth in my life and so many positive benefits. And I've had a dream to want to do that for someone else. I do it here on the podcast. I do it here on YouTube. I do it in my blogs. I do it in my emails, my courses, my membership. But there's something about a book that I could just give to somebody who's never going to watch a video, who's never going to join a course or join my mastermind. They could just take a book, read it at the beach, read it on vacation, read it when they're at the bus stop, read it somewhere, even a couple chapters of it, and have life change. So that was a dream of mine. I had a lot of help. Uh, and you, you will see me as the book comes out. There'll be a lot of people I'll be thanking, but a lot of help from one of my buddies, Jordan Rayner, who is a bestselling author, to help me think through how to put together a book proposal last summer, put together the proposal last summer, wrote the first two chapters of the book, helped me land an agent. Then last fall, we shopped the proposal out with my agent, shopped it out to publishers, had most every major New York publisher passed on the book. Um, But I had two publishers who were very interested and actually got to make a choice, which was nice. I thought I would have to go with the only one that might give me a deal. Um, And got to pick a publisher, got a book deal, signed it in February. And then all Q1, I was writing the rest of the book. And then since then, in the spring and the summer, this gets back to why I wanted more time, I've been working with my editor to make edits, revisions, and get the, the manuscript like finalized, finalized. So I knew I wanted time for that, not just time, but mental space to be able to be on call to do edits with the editor. So this is, all this stuff has nothing to do with my business directly. The book will eventually, but right now it's just a passion project. So yeah, I thought, you know what? I'm, I'm crazy, Why not, why not try a one day work week? I outlined what it would take to do that Does it make sense? And I thought it would be just a fun challenge, and I thought I could update you guys on it at the end of the summer. So that was the why. Here's how I pulled it off. The biggest thing I can tell you when it comes to working less is embracing something that's really hard to embrace at first, and that is minimum effective dose. Right? When you think about medication, when you think about supplements, when you think about uh, even working out, like what is the minimum that you need to take of the, the medi- medication or the supplement or the minimum effort you need to put in the gym to get an effective result, right? So what's the minimum effective dose, right? There's the thing of the law of diminishing returns. Like you get a lot of results at some, but then you, the more you push, even if your results get higher and better, the amount is very, very minuscule, right? So there's that curve. And so a huge part of efficiency is being okay with not doing it all or doing it all perfectly or even doing it all well. Although I strive for excellence and I love that ethos of trying to do all things excellently, it can also be a bit of a a heavy burden to carry. Everything you do has to be excellent. You got to eliminate that from your vocabulary if you ever want to work less, because it's almost impossible unless you have a massive, massive team, which then costs a lot of money, which probably just reduces your net profit, which then what was the point anyway? uh, So minimum effective dose. I looked at all the tasks that it takes to run my business. uh, And then I decided to look at what I could reduce, what I could eliminate, what I could shorten. And so that looked like, okay, I'm only going to check email once a week. I usually, I usually check it once a day that I'm in the office, which is generally two days a week, sometimes three. So at most I'm checking email three times a week, but that meant checking it once a week. And it didn't mean like checking it for longer. It mean like I gave myself an hour to check work email once a week on Wednesdays. So that's less time in the inbox, but also fewer days, which has consequences, right? If I get in my inbox on a Wednesday, A, there's going to be a bunch of email to catch up on from last Wednesday. Or you could say Thursday through Wednesday, depending on when I check it. It's a week's worth of email. uh, And then on top of that, if I respond to people, I'm not going to get their response till the next week. So you have these really long, awkward gaps in communication that can seriously hamper some things. There's a lot of things that could be missed in that process. More on that in a minute. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just like, well, but what's the minimum, right? What is the minimum to pull this off? Now, I have an assistant who gets in my inbox and takes care of customer service emails, um, you know, getting people to login, in, uh, answering basic questions about the product line. So those people are going to be taken care of every single day. And That's an easy thing to to outsource. That's the first thing you should outsource is your customer service emails because probably they're not that many. Uh, For me, they're not that many. and It's probably only about three hours a week of work max for him to do that task, but handing it off to him frees me up so that I know I could drop down to a one-day work week and I'm not going to be missing the really important things, which are people, if they need a refund or if they can't get the product they bought, like that's important. They paid money and they need to be served and we need to get to the bottom of what their issue is. So that helps, but all the other email, uh, I'm doing it once a week. But it's, it's effective enough to keep things rolling, but it's the minimum I could do. Same thing with content. I only do one main video a week, so still I'm, I got to shoot that video but I have to be prepared. I had to know exactly what I was gonna shoot and I have to have my notes ready and I have to move quickly. So that meant I couldn't do any content that involved a ton of research. I couldn't just sit around and dream up all the different things I'm gonna talk about. I really had to be, What is? how can I say this effectively in the episode? How can I communicate this effectively? Boom, do it. So just the one main piece of content, I had to block off time for the creating the monthly content in my membership, the Six Figure Coaching Community. And so that allowed me, you know, an hour and a half each Wednesday to be chipping away at creating that masterclass, turning the content over. And then once a month, I have a live coaching call. So one of those Wednesdays, I'm doing the live coaching call and then interacting with my students in the community. I have to squeeze that in on Wednesdays. Also interacting with students in the paid courses and answering their questions as well. And then I have my my epic mastermind, and we meet on Wednesdays anyway for 90 minutes every single week. And so I had to make time for them because they're my highest coaching priority. And so that obviously is, is a, I can't skip that. So that's critical. So you're, I'm looking at coming in, shooting content, checking email, interacting with students, get doing a little bit of chipping away on my membership content for the month, doing my mastermind live call, cleaning up my lunch dishes from the office and heading home because I still needed to get home. I usually try to get home around 3.30 or 4 um, and just spend the afternoon evening with my family. So it was a seven-hour day. Did my entire work week in seven hours. Uh, I took a 30-minute lunch break, but it's minimum effective dose. And guess what? The other aspect of this was like, that's all I had time for, which means I, I couldn't do any cool live events, I couldn't do any uh I couldn't do a bunch of big interviews. I'm having to say no to so many opportunities this summer, things I wanted to do that I had to push off until late August or September. Um so I had to say no to a lot of cool opportunities. That's something you're going to have to say no to as well is opportunities. Um there's a lot of things I wish I could have done that I knew just weren't on the radar, weren't really part of the deal. So saying no to those opportunities. And that's a hard thing to do, especially when you're starting out because you feel like you're going to miss out on something that could be your big break. So I want you to be strategic and make sure you have enough time to say yes to opportunities that can help. But if you're trying to do a one-day work week, you're probably saying no to a lot of opportunities if you have to be hard and fast to that. Now, I could do those on another day, but again, this summer, I just wanted to spend time with my kids. So saying no to opportunities. And then guess what? Here was one of the things, to, one way is you pull it off, is you make. People wait. Um, There is a a false sense of pressure. I think it's false. I have friends that disagree, which is fine. But I I think it's a false sense of pressure that you have to respond to every comment on social media, comment on YouTube videos, um, email, comment in your communities. You have to respond to everything, period. And then you have to respond to everything very quickly. Um, with my paid students, I respond to everything I make it a goal to respond to everything that comes through, uh, in my pay for my paid students, because guess what they've paid for access to me in some way, shape or form. And there's, there's tears at that access, but that is a priority. They're my paying customers. They're the top of the pile. So for sure, I'm going to respond to them. But guess what? During the summer, a lot of them had to wait. So if they left a comment in my community Wednesday night, right after I was in the community, I wasn't gonna see it till the next Wednesday. That's a long gap. And that's, that's a choice I had to make. And I don't know if, if some of my students or customers were frustrated by that. They might have been. Um, but that was a sacrifice I was willing to make the summer because at the end of the day, my family comes first, and this summer was very full, and this was something I had to do to be a sane human being and actually to be able to get all the other things done Uh, the way I wanted to get them done. So making people wait is something that you have to be okay with. And it's hard when you feel like you're letting people down. And maybe that's a personality thing, but certainly from day one, when I started my first business, The Recording Revolution, I didn't want to make anybody wait for anything. And I wanted to respond to every comment and make sure everybody felt loved. And that's a wonderful ethos, very impractical to scale. And at some point you have to separate your your peace and your security and your self-worth from being able to do all those things because it becomes virtually impossible. And so that's what I had to do is make people wait. So minimum effective dose, say no to opportunities and make people wait. Now, results. What happened this summer? Okay. Let's talk about the positives. Number one, uh, I was able to do life. I was able to play Nintendo Switch with my girls, go to the beach or the aquarium or swim in the pool. I was able to do boring stuff like purge closets and clothing. I was able to um, be on the phone with all the companies that needed to be on the phone. I was able to do all the things I think I set out to do this summer. It wasn't the most exciting summer because we just had so much to do. So it felt like a running to-do list, but I was able to do it and that was critical. Um, on top of that, my business grew. So revenue, I was just checking, revenue grew month to month about 5% each month, okay? So nice, steady growth during the summer, which is impressive to me because summer is harder for a lot of online businesses because a lot of people go on vacation or they they go outside when the weather gets better up north and it's not... It's cold. People like open their doors and they they leave, and so they're not as hooked to whatever you're doing online. And so I don't know if you're a YouTuber or whatever, but a lot of a lot of us on YouTube this summer have seen some dips in traffic. And some of that is just seasonal. Some of that might be YouTube, but generally speaking, summer is is a time where I feel I feel like June is always my worst month historically in both businesses I've run, and I have other friends that have similar experiences with June. July, if I'm doing a promotion, tends to cover up maybe whatever is lurking there in terms of a slow month. So July usually is okay. Uh, and then August, things start to pick back up as people go back to school in certain parts of the country and the world. So generally speaking, summer is a hard time. So to have my business grow through the summer, even though I was only working one day a week, super, super happy about that. Um, but here's the big negative. I felt super disconnected, super disconnected, from you, uh, comments on YouTube, from my community, um, disconnected from what's happening in my space because I didn't make any time to watch other people's videos or listen to other people's podcasts, just none of that. So it felt super disconnected. You know, I I don't have a lot of time to look into my analytics, to check, are things working? I didn't even look at open rates of emails to see if my subject lines are performing. None of that. And again, minimum effective dose. Looking at your analytics doesn't put money in your pocket immediately. It's important long-term. I just did a masterclass for my six-figure community a couple of months ago called The Secrets of Your Analytics, where I walked through the seven or so analytics that I check regularly and what I'm looking for and how I interpret that data and use it to make the business grow. So yeah, analytics is important long-term. It's not urgent, right? It doesn't put money in my pocket today. So that was one of the things I gave up for the summer. And while it worked, you know, I'm not a robot. Contrary to some rumors on the internet, I'm not a robot. And so Robot Graham would say, it's all working, just show up for 7 hours on Wednesday, money comes in. What is the problem? You know, and I'd be fine because if you look at my output, one day a week, that's what I wanted. Results. Business not only is stable, it's growing. Excellent. I had my biggest month ever for this brand in July, which is awesome. But I'm a human, right? I'm a human, so when I'm at home, I'm wondering like, "Oh, how's the business doing?" You know, are people responding? Do my members of my community feel disconnected from me or that I'm distant? And I told them like, look, moving this summer, it's bananas. There was two solid weeks where I wasn't even in the office at all. So I went from a one-day work week to a zero-day work week for two weeks because I was living in an Airbnb. I was moving one week out, moving in another week. Uh, It's just been bananas. So that feeling of being disconnected it's not great. if you've ever struggled to go on vacation because you're afraid your business will collapse then you know exactly what I'm talking about. Now I think that's an unhealthy version of that fear, but it's the same fear like oh I can't I can't go away to the beach for three days because what will happen? The fear is that it'll crumble you will miss something important uh, and there'll be some serious ramifications that can never be undone. The reality is, Virtually all your fears about what could happen in your business if you step away from it for a few days or a few weeks even, uh, most of those are just overblown fears. Like very little bad stuff will happen. Yeah, somebody might get upset. Somebody might cancel your membership because you didn't show up. Somebody, you might miss an important email and somebody gets angry or you missed out on some money or you have a a hater for life now. But that's, that's, that's about it. Everything will continue. If you built your business the way I teach you and the way I hope you're building it, then it will continue to spin. Then really the worst case realities are really, revenue might sink a little bit. It might sink a little bit. But to have revenue sink a little bit, you still make money while you're not really working or working hardly at all. That's a glorious thing. It's a super glorious thing. So that fear although overstated if you're afraid to go away for three days, it's the same fear that I had being gone six days a week from my business all summer long. Um, It was just like a low-level anxiety of like, I hope everything's okay. And there's the control freak in me that like, I like just checking things and and just knowing that everything is humming along. Like I think I've told you guys in past podcasts where – I've, I found myself at church on a Sunday morning, going to the bathroom, pulling out my phone and checking my Stripe account to see if sales were coming in. That's pretty jacked up. <laughs> it's like, bro, what are you doing? Like, why do you need to check that? I don't know. Cause I'm a human, right. And I have fears. And so that, that like low level anxiety of is everything okay was heightened during my one day work week. So that, that was, that was the, the biggest negative. No real fallout, um, major fallout from the business, but it just didn't feel great. Again, part of that was because not only was I only working one day a week, but I was so disconnected all summer because it's just a weird summer getting ready to uproot my family and move and building this home. It's not even just moving. Moving alone is exhausting, but working with a builder and timelines being pushed back and hoping you can get in when you need to get in So we got to get out to close on it, selling to the people that are buying our house. And so it just was like a lot of stress on top of just working one day a week. So it's a summer that although a great summer for a lot of reasons, it's a summer I probably don't want to repeat because it just felt like like a lot. But the point for you and for this channel and for this show is to show you in real life what is possible. What is possible? to be able to ha- let me look, literally each month this summer has been a six-figure month in just one of my businesses. Okay? I'm not even talking about the recording revolution. That's been humming along without me because it doesn't even need me anymore. But the Graham Cochran brand, I was doing six-figure months in May, June, July. I'm in the middle of August right now, so I don't know, but it's all pacing upward. You could do six-figure months while working one day a week and living your life, doing whatever it is you want to do or need to do. So just to show that that's possible, it's super possible. It may not feel great all the time because you care about your business and you might have control issues. And I don't know. We all do to some degree, but yours might be more than mine or less than mine or in a different area than mine. I don't know. But it is. I want to show you what's possible, but I also always want to show you the reality of like, it wasn't just me sitting at the beach or driving my Lamborghini around because I don't have a Lamborghini. It was me doing boring life, normal stuff and being stressed out, and then also having some fun along the way. It was just messy life, but this is why I've set up my business the way I have to allow me the freedom and choice to do things like this if I want to or if I need to. Does that make sense? What I want for you is not that you do a one-day work week, unless that's what you want to do. It's more of the style of business that you are pursuing and building and the systems you put in place. I don't want you to chase dollars alone because making money is, is great, but it's only one metric of success. And as anyone can tell you, all the money in the world, but no time to live your life, it's a a meaningless currency at that point other than you'll be fed and clothed and have a place to live and maybe you'll drive a nice car. But if you can't be with the people you love or do the things you love or sometimes just do the things you need to do that you don't love but are important, if you can't do those things, what was the point of all the money? So That's why this type of business is so important. That's why passive income is so important. That's why automation is so important. That's why getting really clear on what matters and what really drives your business forward, doing an 80-20 analysis and really thinking through ruthlessly about what really drives income generation is critical. Otherwise, you're going to do what you see other people doing, which is posting on TikTok or Instagram, uh, making their videos look as amazing as possible, none of which puts money in your business and all of which takes your time. I want you to build a freedom business, not so that you can run away from your business. The working less part of my tagline is not because work is bad or you should hate work. Not at all. I think work is a wonderful gift from God and I think you should do work you enjoy. Why do work you don't enjoy if you have an opportunity to do work you enjoy? But the point of working less is efficiency, being efficient and not wasting time in your home office, on your business, doing activity. It feels right, feels good, but doesn't actually generate revenue or grow your business. I want you to have the choice. That's all I want. Flexibility and choice. That's it, my friend. That's the life update. Book is coming this fall. We're going to be working on getting the marketing ramped up for it. I I've, I've told some of you um, that I've got a special mini podcast coming up all about the author space where I've been able to interview some of my favorite all-time authors. Super, super cool. I'm excited. I literally just got off an interview the other day with Jeff Walker, who wrote the book Launch, and is the godfather of online launching, as it is. Great guy. But some amazing you know, author heroes of mine I've been able to interview. I'm excited to share some of that with you coming up in the next couple of months. So stay tuned for that. And then you'll be hearing a lot more from me about the book, Book is called How to Get Paid for What You Know. I'm excited to put it in your hands. And I'm going to need your help. I'm going to need your help to get the word out, to just support me in the book. It's going to be the cheapest thing I offer. So it'd be a great opportunity if you've never bought anything from me to get some of my best material in your hands uh, and have it in a book form. So I'll keep you posted. But I know some of you have been super kind and generous to ask about that. So thank you for asking. Thank you for caring. I'm excited to get into that season. Uh, and I'm excited for what's coming, so I'll keep you posted on all of that. We made it into the house. Uh, it's we got to finish a couple things on the house, but as soon as we do, I'll let you know about that. Maybe shoot some pictures or video for that. But we're really excited. We're able to build a dream home uh, on the river here in Tampa. Really, really excited. And yeah, man, my I have a 12 year old and a nine year old, so I've got a you know middle schooler and then a fourth grader. It's crazy. Um, they're amazing young ladies, and it's just cool to see them grow. But I tell you. Literally today, we took our kids to school, first day of school, and we've been doing this for years, and we just failed, like, dropping them off at school. We left stuff at the house. We left important homework that was due the first day of school, my, my 12-year-old's schedule because she's got, like, seven different classrooms. We printed it out so she could put it in her locker, and we just left it at home. Her, her laptop that she needed day one for all her textbooks, we left it, so we're, we're, like, scrambling back and forth. You'd think we'd never taken our kids to school before, so, again, it's okay to be human. I'm just let, I'm just letting you in. Somebody asked like what's the update? Here's the update. Things are popping, but it is messy over the Cochrane home. So, that's the reality of it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for caring. I hope this was interesting to you. Let me know in a comment if you're watching on YouTube below, what you thought of the one day work week. Um I'd love to hear your thoughts on you know whether it's inspiring to you, any takeaways you had on uh, what surprised you about it if anything. And yeah, like, if you're like, dude, I need some of this, I, I, I would love to just automate some part of my business. Then you got to watch my passive income workshop. It's free. It's some of my best material in your hands for free. It's a 45 minute workshop of hard didactic training. Just go check it out. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash workshop. If you're watching on YouTube, as always, I'll link to it below. And then you can get your hands on that. Hey, enjoy your day. Whenever you're watching this, stay healthy, stay safe. Stay safe. And I'll see you, my friend, on another episode real soon.